Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Elite Beat, your source for all the AEW chitter chatter that gets you through your Friday commute. I'm Andy, 115 miles to my southwest is Megan, and sitting right next to me for what feels like the first time in months, but it's probably really only weeks, it's Jenny. Hello. It might be months. You've been kind of relegated to, uh, like, kind of pop-ins every once in a while to say hi and wave. Yeah. But, uh, we even, like, changed around the schedule of the of the events of the show for you. I know. <laughs> it's been rough. It's been rough, yeah. It's been rough. Um, you're, you're here for a while tonight, and hopefully next week, because we're on vacation next week. Yeah, let's hope. Hopefully you can find some time to watch all the wrestling programming next week. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, uh. Don't, you don't have to commit to it. I'm not going to commit. Yeah. I love how she makes no promises. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, it's good to have you. And, uh, for that reason, uh, let us start with what we start with every week, the Elite Beat Pop of the Week. And, uh, Jenny, why don't you get us started? Well, very excitingly. So you can't tell from a yawn. Um, I am. I am drinking a bonita bonita rosé still. So this is the Garcia twins, the formerly known as the Bella twins, a uh, wine label. And Megan and I are members of said wine label. And um, this was in our April shipment, I think. Way right? back when, yeah. yeah, yeah, when I was very pregnant and could not partake of the wine that came to my doorstep, um, is very good. I'm enjoying it. I typically like my rose with bubbles, but um, it's got a nice flavor. <laughs> um, so enjoying it. And we had a really nice um night, the three of us listening in on their Zoom um, a couple weeks ago. Yep. They do that live, like, uh, wine tasting, and it's so fun. Such a great feature. It's just like, I don't know, them giving their time on this. It just makes me feel very special. I wish Nikki had given just a few seconds of her time to wish me a happy birthday, and it hadn't just been Brie. But um, Megan got Nikki and Brie time for her birthday. I'm sure it was targeted, so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I've got uh, the same thing I was drinking last week, um, which is The Dad by Rheingeist. Uh, So, there we are. Cracked it open. I enjoyed it last week. I'm sure I'll enjoy it this week. Megan, what do you got? Oh, I see something. Uh Oh, ooh. I've got a bourbon tonight. I've got, it's called Russell's Reserve Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Uh, Yeah, it's, it looks fun. So I'm going to go with that. So I'm just going to, you know, pull the little cork off and hope for some sort of noise here. Ooh, that felt loud. That was a really good pop. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. I mean, thank you, Russell's Reserve, for providing us a fun sound for the podcast. <laughs> Always <Yeah>. helpful. 
Well, cheers, everybody. Cheers. To the Elite Beat Pop of the Week. Um, Megan, uh, I want to ask you, do you sure. feel like you have a good... Do you, do you feel good about your plug of the week this week? Mm. You feel like you have a strong one that like you have like strong feelings on? Maybe. Okay. Well, then I think that you should go ahead and kick off the Elite Beat Plug of the Week. Oh, does that mean you don't have strong feelings about yours? No, I just know like often you haven't had time to really indulge in anything. So I haven't. And I will admit I haven't fully finished what I'm plugging this week, which is uh, Britney Spears' book, The Woman in Me. <laughs> yes, is it yes. worth me using my Audible credit for it? Uh, it 100% is because uh, I'm not reading it. I'm listening to it. And Michelle Williams is such a champ with her like reading of it. Britney Spears does pop in for the intro um, and sort of like pre- uh, what do you call it? Whatever the the pre before it starts, she yeah. she reads yes she reads the preface, uh, and then Michelle Williams takes over. And I am not through it all the way, but man, like we done Britney dirty and <laughs> Justin Timberlake, oof, he does not come out looking good from what I've read so far. And you know what? I just feel like. It's not unfair. She's just telling facts, and they are, they do not make him look good, is what I'll say. But I love it so far. Megan, your plug inspired me to purchase it. I saw you just grab your phone, so I feel really good about my plug of the week. I hope it speaks to other people. But uh, she, um, man, she's got a lot to say, and also a lot of bad stuff happened to her, obviously. And I haven't even gotten to the conservatorship yet. I am still like in the baby one more time era where things are like relatively good. Man. So. So that is Britney Spears, The Woman in Me, as read by Michelle Williams from Audible. Yep. Okay. Jenny, do you have a... I do. Okay. All right. Let's do it. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about mine. Okay. Um, I'm going to plug Hollywood House Lifters. House Lift. Oh, Hollywood House Lift. Yeah. Hollywood House Lift is Jeff Lewis's show yes. on Freebie. So unfortunately, you do have to listen to some and watch some ads. Not the first time a Freebie program has been plug of the week on this on this program, though. Oh, it's, really? It's yeah. true. Megan plugged Jerry Duty. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I've gotten an ad for. I'm sure you have. He's probably got a lot of ads. For Jerry. You should watch it. It's very right. good. Okay. Um, I really like, I mean, I, Megan and I are fans, early fans of Jeff Lewis from season one of Flipping Out all the way through the 10 seasons of Flipping Out or 11 seasons of Flipping Out, however many there were. 11. Um, just found him very entertaining. Always felt like the show was like fairly real. Like Andy says. It's my, my, my eternal comment on Flipping Out. And I don't mean this negatively. It always felt to me like the most real of the Bravo reality shows because boring things happened on it. And you could yeah. tell that it was just like, it was just real life taking place. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like, it's just kind of nice. Like this is felt very nostalgic. Like he's still working with like Frank, the contractor that like he's working with in season one of flipping out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, season one of flipping out was like 2008. 
2006 or seven. Okay, so it was, was like right yeah. before the housing crash, right? Because <laughs> the second season was like, uh oh, my yeah. business is house flipping. Yeah, God personally is punishing. Yeah. Me. <laughs> I believe he says that at some point. This is God punishing me. It does. And I mean, it's just like, I don't know. Um, it just, it warms my heart. Um, and because Megan and I always used to watch it together. And it's just like nice having him on TV again. And like 80% of the show is like still about him, like figuring out what he's going to eat for lunch, which I always <laughs> found entertaining. <laughs> Flipping out. Like, it's just, I just, I just. The lunch order was, like, the biggest business decision of every single day. And, like, I actually feel like my lunch is, like, the biggest decision of my day sometimes. Like, just, like, it's the most exciting part of my day sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, what I'm going to eat for lunch. So, like, I just always very much related to that part of Jeff Lewis's life. Also, if nothing else, like, even if you really aren't into reality TV, Jeff Lewis knows how to like design a beautiful home and so you got to see some like very very nice houses that he flipped but also he is incredible as a personality and i'm pretty sure he's not acting he just is like that yeah yeah and this is all it's all like i don't know like low level mid level celebrities like um like b and c tier celebrities yeah Yeah. so like if you want to see like someone you might know um you know that that's fun. like Wilmer from like the '70s show is on there. Um, oh, okay. I think Christina Ricci is on this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, fun. Head, right? yeah, yeah. I I don't recognize many of the actors um, or celebrities. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> if you're into that kind of stuff, like you know, there's it's celebrities on there too. I'm just there for Jeff Lewis. Let me see. I'm I'm just kind of looking at the uh, Anthony Anderson. Sure. Yeah. Is, is I know who that is. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mira Sorvino, I think you said was on. Yeah, she's on. Oh, she was big. Oh. Like. She's what? Nothing. What'd you say? Nothing. I what didn't. Did you I weirdly didn't... mutter under your breath, Jenny? <laughs> she wasn't my favorite client. Oh, okay. Oh, she listened. She's gonna be pissed. That's okay. You don't have to love. But so Hollywood House She didn't left. let Jeff into her home. What? But how like, did he do the home if he wasn't allowed So it in was it? like her pool that he was doing. But like all the other celebrities, like first, the, kind of the whole thing is like they let them, they let Jeff in and kind of like walk around the house to like show it. And then they go to like whatever room they're going to do. And like she didn't let him in the house, like anywhere near the house. And, um, and then he like commented on like, why would they show me around a little bit? Like, what's up with that? Okay. Kind of cold to me. <clears throat> Let me just run it down real quick. Okay, because there's only like 15 episodes. Fortune Femster, that is a uh, comedian. comedian. Yes. Yep. I don't think she's very funny, but you know. She wasn't funny on um, Hollywood House. She seemed like a perfectly nice um, person, and her wife was very kind, um, but I didn't find her particularly funny. Yeah. I've never seen her stand up. I was okay with her on the Mindy project. Okay. Oh, who was she on the Mindy project? Um the sister, she eventually was like a she worked in the office as like a nurse. It must have been after your I thought it I was the whole thing. It was later seasons, but oh, just okay. throwing that out there. 
Didn't they like that show eventually became like a Hulu exclusive, right? Like once yeah. Fox, once Fox uh, dropped it. I only saw yeah. the stuff through Fox. Okay. I don't think I saw the Hulu. Yeah, stuff. it might have been when they went Hulu because it was it was like one of the later seasons. Uh, Wilmer Valderrama, as mentioned, uh, Lamorne mm-hmm. Morris from uh, New Girl. Oh, Winston. Uh, oh, that's who he was from. Yeah. Oh, I thought he looked familiar, and I couldn't place him. Yeah, Anthony Anderson. Okay. Uh, as mentioned before, and actually, that's the Wikipedia article. That's all. <laughs> it doesn't have descriptions for anything but the first three episodes. So. Wow. But, yeah. Anyway. Thanks, um, Come on. Like the, the, the super fan who created the Hollywood House Lift page needs to come back and update this. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, but uh, no, that's cool. I haven't watched any of it, but Jenny, Jenny's been like, um, kind of like while Emma takes naps, Emma does a lot of contact napping. So, uh, so while Emma's napping on Jenny, she'll like be watching it on her phone. I'm not sure every parent's screaming to their phone right now, like you're not supposed to let them contact nap, but Emma really likes a contact nap. And so do you. And, uh, yeah, so yeah. On, the, on the weekends, I'm going to get some uh, contact naps. Yeah. You are so Jules from Cougar Town. You are going to stalk her through the rest of her life when she goes to college and beg to find the technology she that she could be course. injected into your blood um, or you and hers. She lives at home and goes down the street for college? Sure. That is not the college experience, and you know it. <laughs> you have 18 years to reconcile that. All right, so uh, that is Hollywood House Flip with Jeff Lewis on Freebie. And also, now that I'm through all of the episodes, because um, apparently I didn't have that much of a backlog, um, I'm now rewatching Flipping Out, which I also have to watch commercials to watch because it's not streaming anywhere for free. No, it is. It's just on demand. Either on Freebie or on YouTube TV. Yeah. And it's there's a lot of... St- and, like, the YouTube... T- okay, the freebie ads are not horrible. Like, they're fine. Okay. But the YouTube TV ads are all about, like, medical conditions. Well, why don't you switch over to watching it on freebie? I think I'm going to have to. Okay. But I don't know how to do that on the TVs. It's in the Prime app. Oh. Just search for flipping out on at Prime. Least, at least you're not getting, like, 8,000 vape ads. Or, I'm sorry, <laughs> anti-vape, to be clear. We watched the CW to watch F-Boy Island season three, and they're like, people who watch this must love vaping and need to be stopped. Or they think I, as a consumer, love vaping and needs to be stopped, which is, I don't want that. That's disturbing, too. So Mm -mm. it's throwing that out there. All right. My plug of the week is an update on the Plex server that uh, (laughs) introduces a concept two episodes ago. So what? Okay, at the time, I was planning on uh, two days henceforth taking a binder full of discs to my friend Adam. Uh, I did, in fact, do that, and things have escalated quickly. He uh, he started by ripping some DVDs because he only had a DVD burner. Uh, after those kind of, he ran out of those, um, he very quickly ordered a 4K Blu-ray drive for his computer, and... Uh, started you gotta, you gotta ripping get. the Blu-rays and the 4Ks. We had a little bit of a, of a, of a conundrum with the, the 4K disc of Interstellar because it's such a massive file that it took up like just way too much space. So um, I think for the time being, we're just going to focus on the Blu-rays and not the 4K discs. Um, but 
the other issue is his bandwidth is not good. Um, there is going to be fiber internet in his area within the next year, but at this current time, he has an upload speed of 10 megabits per second, which is not great for when you're personally hosting a media server for people to stream from. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I've tried to watch things a couple of times, and you know, and and they'll they'll play, and and but then there's a lot of buffering. Um, so hopefully, the new internet comes sooner than later. Um, he's also like he figured out a a good like conversion codec to make the files a, little, a bit smaller while still retaining almost the same quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so and so far, um, I'm looking at the, the I'm looking at the server right now, and there are 49 movies on there. But you're not actually able to watch any at this point. No, I could, uh, but it would just—it might be a frustrating experience with the hitching, you know. Well, yeah, that—that's what I meant. Like, not able to. I would throw something at the TV if it was buffering. Like, like come so far since back in the day, uh, like right after college when Netflix used to buffer all the time, and also when you were shown HD versus SD, and you're like, I see no difference. Now you're like a total elitist on the quality. It's true. So, um, just as just a just an example, like just the 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 nine last things that were uploaded, all from this binder, uh, the Boz Lerman film Australia, uh, a a new 1080p rip of Interstellar instead of the 4K rip, um, that movie Away We Go. Yep. You know the the Sam Mendes movie. Um, both Hellboy animated films, Blood and Iron and Sword of Storms. Gremlins, because, you know, it's the right season for that. Uh, in Bruges. Nice. Uh, in the Heart of the Sea, starring the best Hemsworth. And the Mystery Science Theater 3000 reunion show. Which, as far as I know, is not actually streaming anywhere. So I've got I've got a Sclusi on that. This is that a is... really, like, cool concept. Yes. And, like, pretty exciting to like set this up and everything mm-hmm. oh i was waiting for a butt were you waiting for a butt megan yeah i was i was really waiting <laughs> for that shoe to drop i was just trying to be positive because it was really cool yeah and like you know eventually i can't wait until my austin stuff yeah in there. i'm gonna make sure in the next shipment that all of uh jenny's uh you know uh, period stuff is is in there to get uploaded um yeah it's pretty cool i'm i'm very i'm very happy with how it goes i i really like the um the plex app and because if you do it right, if you upload it right, you get friggin' like you get the posters and everything. And if you click on the if you click on the movie, it it gives you like it pulls in like information from Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, and you know it, it basically like and also like all the extras end up like all the DVD extras end up on the on the yeah, server as well. Like in it, yeah, yeah, it's incredible. That's um, pretty cool. Yes, like look, like Jenny, I'll show you. Like there's there's like reviews for In Bruges right there. And there's like the cast and crew list, you know. Wow, it's, it's like it's, IMDb right here. Yes, and if you click on like a cast member, like I clicked on Colin Farrell here for In Bruges, and I scroll down, it's like movies and sh- like other things that you have on the server with him. It's like oh, oh really? I've also got Daredevil. Yeah, so like Plex likes to help you out. It's a very nice system. Yeah, yeah. So very excited about the Plex server, and uh, sorry that most people listening aren't going to get to enjoy it, but uh, you know. Um, yeah. Maybe it will inspire them, them to make surprise. their own. Yeah, exactly. 
I think Adam said that he like bought like 24 terabytes of hard drives today. So, wow! Oh my god, that's a lot. He said it's it'll be good for about 8,000 movies. Wow! And I was like, I don't have 8,000 movies. And he was like, Well, you know, you know, you have close to 8,000 movies. I don't. I I really don't. I have I have about I probably about a thousand. Well, you've got room to grow. No, those binders. Those are 400 disc binders. Okay. I have two big binders that are not all the way full, and then the two smaller binders. Hmm. Yeah. I thought you had three big binders. You know, you might be right, but I'm not for sure. Still less than eight thousand. You still got a little ways to go to close that gap. Yeah, and I don't really, I don't really get discs anymore anyway. So I got discs for Christmas because I have to have something for your parents to like have me unwrap. Anyway, so that is the Elite Beat Plug of the Week. Um, I want to talk about something. Okay. We didn't we didn't talk about uh, Ring of Honor results last week on the show because I was just I was just skipping a lot of stuff because when Justin's on, we go long, so I didn't want to I didn't want to be pushing it. So we Justin just doesn't, Justin doesn't give a shit about Ring of Honor results. No, and he doesn't give a shit about ratings and you know all that stuff. So we skipped all that stuff. But Megan, since the last time we recorded. We did watch the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, Final Battle, 2023. We did. And um, Jenny, you even watched a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I <laughs> thought, and we're not going to go in-depth or anything, but I thought that was a phenomenal show. That was a terrible title. Why is it not called Death Before Dishonor? Because you probably shouldn't have two shows annually called Death Before Dishonor. I feel like she just wants dishonor in the title, like to it conjure just, up images. It, of, it sounds like the title of a Georgette hair book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, images of like men slapping each other with gloves and then having a duel or something. Yeah, but I I really loved the show. I, you, it was it was very lacking in star power, um, yeah. and you know because Ring of Honor is in general. But when you know when the chips are down. You you know you and the pay per views are on. Tony Khan does not produce bad pay per views. It's uh, that's that's that is an almost flawless track record for him. Yeah, he really has the formula down, whatever that may be, because it seems like he just the formula seems to simply be putting on good matches. Yeah, lots of matches, order. no bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I thought the main event was incredible. Uh, like I. Billy Starks should be sending Athena Christmas cards for the rest of her life for getting that match out of an 18-year-old. Um, the uh, the six-man tag with the BCC versus FTR and the Briscoes was excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a pro that Brian Danielson is uh, doing the doing the job for Mark Briscoe like the day before he had to go beat Brody King on Collision. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just a, just an outstanding show. I think there was another uh, show, uh, match I really liked on that show, and I'm trying to think of it now. I don't know. Friday, it's, it's like almost a week ago now. Yeah, it's uh, there was a yeah. I'm thinking what command commander was in the the five man. No, well, the Kingo and Taurus. That was that was great. Yes. And then yes, and then the, then the the six way. Um, uh, survival was, of the fittest match. Yeah. That ended up basically it was a, it was a really fun elimination match, and then it almost like became 
just like a Kyle Fletcher versus Commander Singer singles match for 10 minutes, and those two tore it up too. Yep, yep, that was good. And then Kyle Fletcher became the new Ring of Honor uh, TV champion? Yes, he did, yeah. Yes, he got and a title. Tonight, tonight on the Ring of Honor program, uh, Tony Khan announced a new title in uh, Ring of Honor, a women's television title. More titles! Yeah. Wait, I thought, are, do, they, do they have women on Ring of Honor? They have so many more women on Ring of Honor than they do in AEW. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Which is weird because technically on their roster, on their tele, or on their website, there's maybe, maybe like five actual women who count as like but, being signed. But I feel, like, I feel like every time I run down the Ring of Honor results, there's like three women's matches. Yes, so they have a lot of people who are not exclusive to ROH, apparently. So in the style of me running down those TV reports, I will just quickly run down the results of the pay-per-view. Uh, we opened with, speaking of women, Taya Valkyrie defeating Jasmine Allure by Penfall. Then it was the Von Erics defeating the Outrunners, Turbo Floyd and Truth Magnum. Brian Keith defeated Jack Cartwheel, who lived up to his moniker by doing lots of cartwheels. He did. Uh, Jenny, you saw Jack Cartwheel, I think. He did. He did do a lot of cartwheels. <laughs> Daniel Garcia defeated Blake Christian. I thought that was a pretty good match. Yeah. And that was all in the, um, the way they call the pre-show, Zero Hour. Yeah. Uh, then on the pay-per-view proper, El Hijo del Vikingo defeated Black Taurus, which um, actually they did a rematch for Rampage that's going to air tomorrow night. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. The Mogul Embassy defeated uh, TMDK, which in this case was Kosei Fujita, Bad Dude Tito, and Shane Haste to retain the six-man... Tag Team Championships. Uh, Ethan Page defeated Tony Nese in an I Quit match. Oh, that was I, I was I thought that was surprisingly good. Yeah, I don't expect much from Tony Nese. Sorry, Tony Nese. It's just yeah. the way you've been shown. But he's like he's perfectly fine. But nothing. I never. I'm never excited to see a Tony Nese match. Usually because he's positioned to lose all the time. Yeah. And he lost this one, but it was like he actually got to do stuff. Nyla Rose defeated Vert Vixen. Uh, nice to see Nyla. We never see her anymore. Yeah. I saw her watching the the Aquaman movie. Um, did you get that ad? The, like the AEW wrestlers go to Aquaman? I did not. Oh, okay. Uh, then the survival of the fittest was Kyle Fletcher beating Commander, Brian Keith, Lee Moriarty, Dalton Castle, and Lee Johnson. They mm -hmm. did a funny spot early on where Dalton Castle just kept getting thrown out of the ring. Yeah, he aggressively went to, like, dive after somebody. Or not dive, but, like, run at somebody, and then he just got tossed out. Yeah. It's great. Uh, Wheeler Yuta defeated Tom Lawler to retain the Pure Championship. It was nice to see Tom. Mm -hmm. All of him. My God. The tiniest pants. <laughs> Keith Lee defeated Shane Taylor. Uh, FTR and Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood beat... Or sorry, FTR and Mark Briscoe defeated the Blackpool Combat Club. Eddie Kingston beat Anthony Henry. And finally, Athena beat Billy Starks to retain the title. And then Billy Starks like became her minion again. Yeah, it was like she was like, oh, I respect you. I've learned that I shouldn't be mean and go against you. I am back on your team. And Athena seemed to welcome her back without question. So, you know, they have weird trust. <laughs> I would be like, get out of here, you betrayer. So I canceled Honor Club um, a couple days ago, just so of I didn't course. forget, you know? But oh, I still yeah. have access to it, and I almost turned it on tonight, because the show started at 7, and I was like, oh. Mm -hmm. like I put Emma down for, for bed, 
and it was like just a little after seven. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll just you know throw this on. And then and then I saw a tweet from uh, Tony or from the Ring of Honor account or the maybe it was the AEW account just saying like, oh, we're having technical difficulties. The Ring of Honor show will start soon. And then I was oh, just no. like, this show is taped. Like, <laughs> oh, that means streaming technical difficulties. I guess so. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, that's so, not great. Yeah. Um. I don't have like a lot to get into news wise, but I just want to mention the ratings um, for Dynamite because I'm a fair man and I will I will uh, just tell it to you straight, people. Mm. Dynamite last night, 782,000 viewers, a 0.26 in the 18 to 49. Um, and if you're thinking like, well, you know, like holiday proximity. Last year's show uh, did, I think, about 950,000 viewers on the same night. That's rough. Very rough, yeah. Bad rating. I don't know. I don't don't think you can. No, at the same time, we don't overreact to one week of ratings, but I think they can't be happy with that. No. I mean, was there anything else going on that might affect this, like sporting or just like? I mean, you know, same sport that would be going on last year. I guess that's true. Man, that's rough, though. The drop year to year. Really bad drop year to year, yeah. And I guess technically probably a drop from last week. Because I know we didn't do ratings last week. But the week before it was, what, like 800 something, I want to say. Like it was high. It was higher than this and probably the av- about think, the average. for nine I think weeks. they did like a point three two weeks in a row. And then now they're back down to a point two six. So, yeah. Ugh. Nine anyway, whatever. It's fine. Everybody's fine. Megan, let's talk about AEW Dynamite. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Everybody's fine. That's yeah. why here. Um, all right. So I thought Dynamite was pretty good, and I think it's because this Continental Classic is making the pacing of Dynamite so nice. It's just a lot of matches, and it, they're good, and there's not a lot of fluff in between. <sighs> I'm a little... Scared of what how dynamite will change once this is over, but we're not there yet. This is the golden age. So <laughs> we open the show with oh, and by the way, this is called the holiday bash. And I think it's there on the graphic on fight for me, it said something about like tots, like not toys yeah. for tots, but like tots something. So, do you remember a few weeks ago Tony Khan had a big announcement, and the big announcement was that they were giving away a million dollars of toys for Christmas or whatever. Yeah. That's what this is. That's, that's lovely. Yeah, well, that's but you shouldn't nice. hype it up as a big announcement on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. So this I guess this is the show for that. It's the holiday bash. Um but anyway, it opens with uh one of the Continental Classic Gold League matches of the evening, the first one. And this is Swerve Strickland, who goes in with I believe nine, no twelve points he had 12 going in right no he had nine because he nine. lost to moxley he would have had 12 if he had beaten moxley you're right i'm pulling out the scenario in my brain wrong okay nine going in and roosh he's going up against roosh who has six currently um roosh we learned last week was mathematically eliminated but um he didn't act like he cared because he really wanted to mess up swerve's day and he was going hard and not not letting Swerve do much. Um, 
as far as like getting over on him. So they had like a pretty hard hitting match. I feel like Roosh is a very hard hitting guy and Swerve can do that or he can do high flying depending on what you need him to do. And so they had like a they had a very aggressive, um, hard hitting match. But Roosh was not able to screw over Swerve and take points from him. So Swerve got the win and he now has 12 points. And in the timeline of this current show that we are recapping, it's him and Moxley with 12 points. Yes, and he's also, at that point, guaranteed to be in the semifinals. Yes. The yeah. scenarios that they outlined at that point were, uh, if Moxley wins against uh, Jay White, next week it's Swerve versus Moxley in a rematch, mm-hmm. winner goes on to the to the pay-per-view. If it's Jay White that beats Moxley, or, um, no, I'm sorry, if, so if Moxley wins or draws with Jay White, mm-hmm. then it's a Swerve versus Mox again. If Jay White wins, uh, then it's a three-way next week uh, between Moxley, Swerve, and Jay White. Yes, and the Moxley-Jay White match is the main event, so you get to fret about it all through the rest of the show, wondering yep. mathematically who's going to get it. So, yeah. uh you're a Roosh guy. Were you proud of your boy? Were you sad he didn't ruin Swerve's day? <laughs> I was proud of my boy. I was, you know, like, he did clean jobs in this tournament. Good for him. Uh, he also, there was a promo after the show backstage where, uh, or it might have been on the show. Anyway, I saw it, like, broken out onto Twitter later, too. But uh, where he's ranting and raving in his locker room about how they're going to LFI is going to take it to all the other gangs basically. And they're going after the BCC and they're going after uh, mogul embassy and they're going after bull club gold. So, Oh, I must either. I don't remember that or I don't think it was on the show. I don't think it was on the show. Okay. Cause I'm like, I don't recall that happening, but cool. I'm glad he's fired up. You know what? Get LFI doing stuff. Why not? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was the, the opening of the show is very good. And Continental Classic match, you can count on it. Um, after that, we go backstage to where Chris Jericho is just kind of standing there alone. I'm a little surprised TK isn't with him. But Jericho is there to just sort of recap the fact that Kenny, uh, after the show last week, he said, I think he said Thursday after last week's show, Kenny got the diverticulitis uh, diagnosis. And posted that picture and the message that he will not be, or he's out of AEW indefinitely. Mm. Uh, But Jericho did say, we don't know how long or how short of a time that is. So indefinitely doesn't mean forever. Um, But it does mean the fact that he's out, that their title match against Ricky Starks and Big Bill as the Golden Jets can't happen. Um, And so... Did you think he was going to announce a, uh, like a replacement partner there i would have expected because they're i'm assuming there's going to be a tag title match at a pay-per-view one would think but he he didn't he just said kenny's health is more important than their match which is true um and that whenever kenny comes back the golden jets can pick up where they left off um but for now you know obviously his health is more important and he said kenny's line goodbye and good night and yeah Bang. (laughs) bang um but yeah, the crowd was reacting to what he said, and they seemed really sad about this announcement, but also very pro-Kenny. So. Yeah. 
I hope he gets better sooner rather than later because that that sucks in general. Um, so after that, we get right back into that Continental Classic uh, tournament. We've got this time it's the two guys with zero points going up against each other: Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal. One will come out with three points, inconsequential no matter who does it. But happily, for, in my opinion, Mark Briscoe finally got. The points he deserved, like Mark and Jay have a long history together in ROH and they like had a good match, but I'm pretty sure the crowd was like, Mark Briscoe, what with your brother, you know, passing away this year, we kind of want you to do stuff. Um, So they were very happy when Mark won and Jay was very, not sad because he likes his buddy, but you know, he just, he didn't have his friends with him. He didn't look for his friends and he just. Doesn't seem like he cares. But they did shake hands afterwards. Yes. Sportsmanship is good. Right. I think that might be meaningful, though. You think for Jay? Because you, you speculated that he might go face after Big this Justin. tournament. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. Okay. That's fair. I, maybe he's rethinking his current, you know, friends and his life decisions that led him to be part of the Jeff Jarrett crew. And maybe mm-hmm. he should get out. Yeah, it's time for Satnam to take center stage. <laughs> it's true. Let the giant rule them all. But yeah, so um, Mark Briscoe has points, Jay Lethal has none, and that's that for those two. Um, after that, we get a clip of MJF being inducted into the Jewish Sports Hall of Fame earlier this week. Um, it's very good and nice it's also just always a little weird to see mjf being a normal person instead of like either a heel jerk or a face scumbag yeah like still a jerk but uh you know he looked very proud to take part of that in that especially with you know everything going on in the world so um good for him and you know happy he's doing his part <laughs> mm-hmm. for so, sure uh we will hear from mjf soon uh, but after that we get a video package from wardlow who is after mjf still he says you know mjf's like clock is ticking he's coming for him the time is will be soon um and he also calls out the fact that MJF runs and cries and is weak and scared of Wardlow. And we get clips of when Wardlow slammed him up against a wall and pretty much showed all that happening. So Wardlow's confident he's going to make him pay and he will bring the, he will be the one to bring the devil to his knees. He says, so Wardlow still thinks MJF is the devil and he will kill him. I still do not give a shit about Wardlow. Well, you know, of all the people going after MJF, he's pretty low on the ladder. He kind of showed up last, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. Wardog, um, he's still bitter about how he was treated years ago. And I don't blame him, but I think we've all sort of moved on. So hopefully he can, he can as well. But MJF, well... We'll get to him. His friend, in quotes, Samoa Joe, is up next. He goes out to the ring. 
And the crowd is like, yay, Joe. Um, but Joe is serious. He says that he has thought about what Roderick Strong said last week about, you know, how everyone is a victim of the devil except for MJF. And, you know, everyone else got fully attacked. We saw it as it was happening. MJF, though, we just saw laid out with that beer bottle next to him. And there's no actual footage of him getting his ass kicked. So he's like, maybe we need to to ask different questions and we should be asking them to the right people. And so he calls MJF out. Obviously, he wants to ask him these questions. Um, MJF is not here for this. He does not like being accused of being the devil. And he said that Joe pretty much failed at his job when he no-showed and let MJF get beat up. And that if he thinks MJF is his property, he really doesn't care much about his property. Uh, he said the way he doesn't care about his diet, but that's just me. Don't say that, MJF. No body shaming. Um, MJF points out that just as suspiciously, the goons that surrounded Joe last week, you know, there were four of them, they didn't touch him. The lights went out and they went away. So why would that be a thing? Why Why not Joe? And um, Joe is just kind of like not look, taking him seriously. And MJF's, you know what? MJ says, you know what, let's just, like, do this now. We don't need to wait till World's End. And Joe's just like, okay, whatever. And so they start, like, MJ shoves him, and Joe looks a little annoyed by that. But then all these masked men just flow into the ring from the crowd. And so MJF and Joe have to take them on together. They obviously come out the winners in this. And uh, they kind of do that back-to-back thing, and the lights go out. And then the devil shows up on the big screen. And he doesn't say anything, but the words, there are words on the screen. They say, where can you go? Who can you trust? Next week, will you accept a challenge for your ROH Tag Team Championship? And then, you know, are you a hero, Max? So, MJF looks torn. He's like, he looks at Joe and he's like, look, I know we're not, like, actually friends, but I did promise Adam I would defend these titles and joe is just like fuck that we accept like he's pissed about all this so um i guess we're getting like uh another shot at that match where mjf and joe take on the henchmen last time it didn't work out to be anything but yeah like it's (laughs) what the fuck like you already they already like bait and switched us on this once you know so they have to do something right i don't know like as far as I know, MJF is still pretty hurt in, like, for reals. Uh, mm. So I, I, I would guess we're getting another angle here, but maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know. So MJF's hurt. Is he going to be, like, when all is said and done at World's End, is he going to actually be able to do that match, or are we... I think, I think so. I think that's why he's not doing anything physical leading up to. Okay. I think he's kind of saving it all for that night. Okay, well, look forward to another whatever the hell is going to happen that's not a match. <laughs> I think it would be awesome if uh, Samoa Joe just through, you know, the timing of being the challenger at the time it happened ends up becoming AEW World Champion. Because <laughs> I don't think that was ever the plan. And it might still not be, you know, it might still not happen. But I, I just, I, I, could, I, I could certainly see it happening now. I say let him have it. You can always put it back on Max if you need to. Or you can yeah. see where he's at by the time he gets better and see where the state of things are. But 
It's not like I'm, Joe couldn't be a champion. I'm still like I'm still like Joe. Well, I was Max to so my my thought was Max retains one more time. Revolution, he loses to Swerve. Mm. And then Swerve hold I think we talked about this. Swerve holds it until Wembley and loses to Osprey. Yeah. Yeah. That mm. was what I liked. I, I you could still do that with Smojo though. Yeah. Okay, well, that's what's going on with them. Um, Renee is backstage talking to Orange Cassidy. We got Trent. We got Rocky. Romero in town. And Chris Statlander all back there. And uh, she is talking about how Orange and Chris are, like, you know, having success lately. And she mentions that Chuck is out with injury. And so, like, I guess Trent and Rocky, like, are now the default tag team for best friends at this point um and she's like so what are your plans what as a tag team like what are you guys up to and rocky is like i guess he just lost a belt in cmll and so he wants like more opportunities he says international opportunities and cast like orange cassidy is just like okay fine you can come after the belt and i think he says like i'll see you friday <laughs> and rocky's like that's not what i meant but Chris Statlander and Trent are just like, awesome, man. Good good luck. And so I guess uh, Orange is putting his title on the line um, up on Friday against Rocky. I love Rocky Romero. Yeah, he seems really like like a cool dude, and his style is awesome. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I know that he's like, you know, got way too much going on to be full-time with AEW, but... I'm always I'm always very happy when he pops in to do stuff. Yeah, I was surprised to see him. I was wondering if there was a reason, like some event or anything, if he was actually like in the local area for. But because you never know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, Oklahoma's you know fairly close to the border. Yeah. He's been working a lot of CMLL, um, so I don't know. Maybe he had a show, like. Later this week or something. I guess I can yeah. look on Cage Match and see. The ultimate source. Yeah. Cage Match. Rocky Romero. I could just like, pay more attention to Lucha Blog's post about what's going on. He lost a belt. That's all I know from this promo. Or this segment. Uh... Yeah. Okay, yeah, he hasn't had a match since Wednesday. But I guess, you know, maybe it's for the weekend. Who knows? Anyway. Um, I'm glad he was there. I am also glad he was there. So. So, uh, look for that on Rampage. Should be fun. Between that and the Kingo versus Torus, I think that's going to be, like, a pretty awesome episode of Rampage that nobody's going to watch. Ugh. <laughs> It makes me sad. Are you gonna watch it? I mean, probably not because I end up doing other stuff. But did you watch? Did you watch the episode with the trios match? No. Yeah. See, you're not gonna watch. See, it. I always say I'm going to, and then I fail. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Not you know, giving so, up hope. So all the WWE releases, uh, they're all up today. Like the ones that happened on September 21st. Oh yeah. Do you think do you think that like 
Tony Khan was annoyed by the timing? Do you think like he wanted to debut somebody yesterday but couldn't? I don't know. That that would be such a funny burn if it was like just one freaking day. Could we see someone show up on on Collision? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, I think you'd want to pull in some ratings on Christmas Eve Eve. Since I'm assuming people will be traveling or doing other stuff or just won't. I'm not, I wouldn't expect the ratings for Collision on the Saturday before Christmas to be that great when it's Christmas is Monday. Yeah, probably not. I wonder if, um, if, uh, if Mustafa Ali is gonna, I mean, he's, he's booked like everywhere. So I wonder. He did like this, he did a big, um, like, you'll have to watch it. He did a big video, like a, uh, like one of those like production pieces like Moxley and mm-hmm. or Moxley is like the jailbreak one. Yeah. yeah. This was like it was like a weird like kind of like a political campaign one. Like he's like like running for office of best independent wrestler or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'll check it he's out. Booked, he's booked himself everywhere. He's booked in uh Defy, Progress, GCW. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Mustafa Ali World Tour. I'm happy for him. He seemed like such a nice person. So good for him getting out of yeah. there and and finding success almost immediately. I mean ACAB, but you know. Yeah, but he's not. He's not a cop anymore. True. He's <laughs> he's he's in a much more respectable profession. Wrestler. I don't know at this point. <laughs> Good for him, though. I like it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just want to see. I want to see uh, Dolphin, his brother, hang out. I do too. Yeah. I'm still hoping for that. I'm thinking, if you were gonna like debut one of these people in a big way, you might wait until the Dynamite after the pay per view. Yeah. Do you think any of them weren't like? pay-per-view debut you know like we when was the last time we had a big like a surprise at a pay-per-view yeah i guess osprey signing his contract yeah but i mean like <laughs> yeah but that I mean, wasn't like, that wasn't a surprise that, like, to me <laughs> one that i didn't know was gonna happen <laughs> yeah. i don't know i guess we'll see we're uh we're we're a mere what nine days away oh so exciting okay well, I hope somebody shows up either pay-per-view or, like you said, Dynamite after. We'll see. <sighs> I know that, um, like, you know, as a uh, as a world-class freelancer and uh, independent contractor yourself, uh, it's a little dicey taking time off. But are you taking any time off for the holidays? Um. Probably. I mean, I don't really schedule myself that much as it is. <laughs> so I'll try, you know. Well, maybe that's where you'll fit in Rampage. <laughs> oh, God, you're right. <laughs> I mean, I've been taking it pretty easy this week, I will admit. Oh, yeah, me too. And now I'm done. I am done until January 2nd. That's a nice place to be. Hell yes. Very nice. Yeah. Very excited about that. 
I can't get Ripperoni drunk. I have a child. <sighs> Parenthood changes you, man. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. All right, I'm sorry. Let's get back to the show. All right. Um, Tony Storm. Timeless. Tony Storm. She's here. She's not here to wrestle, but she is here to commentate. And uh, Luther is with her as well, because, of course, he's her butler. I guess his uh, his hint of gout or whatever is gone now. Um, she joins commentary for uh, the match with Riho against Soraya. And the winner of this gets a title shot against Tony Storm at the World's End pay-per-view. Um, so, obviously, she has reason to be concerned about what's happening here. Um so, Soraya and Rio have a good match. Um, and I almost feel kind of bad because they had a good match, but, like, the real entertainment was happening on commentary. Um, Tony Storm was doing some great work, and I think she was cracking up Taz and Excalibur and Tony Schiavone. And I think that's always fun. So and She called Taz the human duplex machine and then... Yeah. Um, Insisted that he was a landlord. Well, he'd be a good landlord because he's a duplex machine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, and I believe at some point she's like, there, there is only room for one Tony at this table. And I think she was trying to like push Shivani out, uh, which I don't know. They just had really good chemistry and it was really funny. Um, But Riho and Soraya had a good match and uh, it was Riho I don't know if that's a surprise to anyone who defeated Soraya, so she will be the one taking on Tony Storm at World's End. Um, we did cut to the back a couple times to see Ruby Soho, who didn't seem all that broken up for Soraya, her supposed, you know, teammate, but also the one who's keeping her from her great crush, uh, Cool Hand Ange. So, you know, a lot of dynamics there. So it's still happening? I guess it is. I th- believe so. They mentioned it because uh, I think that's why Ruby was like, mm, you lost? Oh, well. <laughs> like, okay. Very rude. Um, yeah, so I think the the shame of this is that, yes, obviously Riho is going to win because they just reintroduced Riho and, you know, mm-hmm. usually you don't do that for any other reason. But you could have believed that Soraya was a, a contender too because of their you know her past entanglement with the outcast. Yeah, but Soraya hasn't been around, you know. No, she, well, she's it's, been around chastising Ruby for her crush. That's about it. Right, but she hasn't like she hasn't had a match in I don't know how long, like weeks seemingly, and like yeah. she's never and she hasn't been involved in Tony stuff in a while. So it did seem like you know a foregone conclusion when with just a little bit of forethought you could have made it made it more of a toss up, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but here we are. I mean, I'm not. I'm not upset that Rio's in the mix. No, me neither. Me neither. Certainly not. So she won, and uh, and then Luther had to carry Tony Storm from the commentary table on the stage to the there ring. There's only one set of footprints. <laughs> And they were Luther's. And uh, Tony Storm is, she looked amazing. She had her gear on, but also a just 
red velvet robe over it and she had opera glasses to see Riho, who she calls a mouse. So I, I'm assuming that she just means she's so little she couldn't see her. And Oh, that's that is something about the page or the sorry, the Soraya Riho match that I thought was fun was like Soraya was absolutely ragdolling Riho at some points, and I was just thinking, like, I wonder if Soraya has ever been in a match where she's been able to, like, bust out power spots. <laughs> probably probably rarely, because, yeah, she's, like, not that big herself, so. I remember yeah. I remember this time, and, and you know, and, like, you, like, Christian Cage, like, you know, seems like he's a good-sized guy, right? He's not a giant, but he's, like, a... Yeah. Okay, in the, you know, in the early 2000s of the WWF... He seemed very small um, was, because that was ganglier too. I feel gang- like well, he was ganglier, but also that was like an era where you had just like so many like giants walking around, like and even people like you know like Billy Gunn who is like is is like a legit six foot five and looks like he's seven feet tall in AEW, you know. But yeah. but my point is there was this Christian versus Rey Mysterio match um, on SmackDown one week and it was great, but. It was Christian doing all this, all these moves that he'd never done before because it's like, I'm against a guy who's like half my size, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I bet that's fun for wrestlers, you know? Yeah, you get to change it up. Like, mm-hmm. seems kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at one point, Soraya literally just like, I think Riho tried to do like a Hurricane Rana and Soraya just grabbed her and then like slammed her head into the barrier like that always looks cool Mm -hmm. and painful so yeah um but tony storm has her opera glasses to see her and then uh riho is like not into this and just sort of like kicks her and um or goes for a kick and then tony she yeah she gets knocked across the ring and mariah may shows up behind Riho right as Riho is going to like go after Tony again and Mariah clocks Riho with Tony's belt and then she tosses the belt to like next to Tony and then sort of like celebrates like she did something really good and Tony Storm is just like like looking shocked Luther comes to her rescue and she looks at him and looks at the crowd and is like who is that who even is that so she doesn't know who Mariah May is Mariah May looks so proud of herself but and she's wearing like a Tony Storm shirt, so she's still in like fan mode. But I think she's a little hurt that Tony doesn't know who she is. It is bizarre. like it's you know I mean the Tony Storm's character is is very bizarre in general. But like you know this person this is a person who has accompanied her to the ring multiple times at this point. Mm-hmm. You know for her to say she doesn't know who she is what a what a scandal. I mean, remember when um, Tony? Uh, I believe. At least two or three weeks in a row, she like didn't realize Renee was the same interviewer. That's true. Yeah, it's it's uh, a. I, I think she has face blindness for people she thinks are below her. So <laughs> other blondes. Yeah, all those blondes look the same. Yikes! Mm-hmm. So we'll see about Mariah May. Um, yeah. After that, the other Tony. Tony Siobhan, Tony Siobhan, um, as Storm calls him, he is forced to read a prepared statement from Christian Cage. I don't know why he he's not at gunpoint, but he he's absolutely bitterly 
reading this statement and he says, uh, and the beginning part of it literally says, if you phone it in, I'll slap the yellow off your teeth next time I see you from Christian. Mm-hmm. And Tony, Tony Schiavone just gives this look and then he just continues reading. And um, Christian is saying that basically says that after his career defining victory against Adam Copeland, he is taking his prodigy Nick Wayne on a well-deserved vacation and that he will make his highly anticipated return on collision. And at that point, he will address Adam Copeland's challenge to a street fight at world's end for the TNT title. And um, yeah, that's the gist of it. So we'll see him on collision, but not tonight. Yep. I predict that that match is going to happen. Seems likely. Seems likely. So, uh, cut to backstage where MJF and Samoa Joe are continuing their contentious relationship. They're arguing. And MJF's like, fine, I don't need you. And he sort of storms away from Joe and turns a corner. And then he's on the ground. He looks down and he sees a black hood that is appears to be one of the devil's goons hoods that got left and wouldn't you know it it's right in front of the door of the mogul embassy's locker room so mjf looks pissed and he knocks on the door and prince nana comes out and mjf like grabs him slams him against the wall and is like what the hell is this and nana naturally is just like i don't what are you talking about and swerve comes out and to, to save his boy and says like you know don't mess with my property, which I was like, that's kind of okay. That's mean. Um, <laughs> and so he looks at MJF completely unfazed. He's not scared of MJF. And he says, uh, or MJF's like, look, we have a long history together. We came up together and I'm really proud of what you're doing in AEW. But, you know, like we're on different levels. Like there are, there are levels here in this company and we're on different ones. And um, Swerve's like, yeah, okay, but, you know, you're, like, those car rides were great because you were my chauffeur. And he also says something about, like, Regal and how the whole email thing turned MJF into a whiny little bitch. And he says, you do tryouts while I sign contracts. So, you know, maybe we're not on the same level, but maybe you're not on my level. So uh, MJF, of course, retorts that he's like, oh, you've gotten really good at talking. How great for you. And, you know, the focus on it, uh, Hangman Page, that's real fun. But it seems a little excessive. And, you know, you better watch your mouth when you're talking about me. And uh, he also sort of conjures up this conspiracy where Swerve talking about Hangman um, somehow leads to Paige getting taken out and then that means that Swerve has some opportunity to get to the AEW title shot instead of Hangman and so he's like maybe you're the devil Swerve because you have orchestrated all of this um but Swerve's just like I'm not the devil sorry and so you know he shuts the door and is like hi uh MJF or no, he doesn't leave. He's there. MJF is there. And Samoa Joe finally comes back. And he's like, sorry, um, we've got stuff to take care of. And we got to go. So he pulls MJF away. And then Swerve and Prince Nana look at each other. And Prince Nana says, I forgot to tell you about Collision last week. 
and he goes in the room with Swerve, and I didn't know what the reference was because I missed Collision last week. Or, yeah. So I don't know what happened with Swerve and or with Prince Nana that Swerve wouldn't have heard of, but, you know, they had business, I guess. I don't remember either. He said it, like, guiltily, and Swerve just sort of pushed him in the locker room, so I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that's in reference to. Huh. What was that about? No idea, man. No idea. You know what um, occurred to me after watching the Swerve segment was that I think that um, both this and the Hangman thing from a couple weeks ago where they ran to each other backstage would have been would both been better if they had happened in the ring. Yeah, it is kind of one of those things where they basically had a promo off. Yeah, and this was like the first, like you know, like Swerve, like uh, and Max said, this was the first time that he and Swerve were interacting, and Swerve is like really zooming up the the ranks mm. of importance here in AEW, you know, like yeah. So I don't know. I just I think if I were doing it, I would have had them these segments happen in the ring. They feel more important. Yeah, he could have still found the like mask or whatever. And then can call Swerve out to the ring, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I I like Swerve as a MJF potential competitor. Um, also, I just think he deserves to get that title sometime in the near future because he's been doing great. So I don't know if I believe he's the devil, but I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we get a match. It is not part of the Continental Classic. Uh, we, but it's Roderick Strong making his, I guess, doing his comeback tour or whatever. And he is going up against Commander, who he defeats. But I feel like kind of, kind of sad because I like Commander and, um, Roderick Strong is, I don't care about Roderick Strong. (laughs) So he, um, he does win the though and i guess their their match is good like i'm not going to take away from it but he just really wants to tell us how mjf is the devil right i uh, i figured out what the uh, the reference was uh, that okay. made um so uh brain cage had a squash on collision mm-hmm. and they were like afterwards they were in the locker their locker room celebrating and keith lee came in and told Brian Cage uh, to tell him that his patience is running thin. Oh. With the suggestion that him is Swerve. Yeah, because I guess they still got that, that... Lingering issue. Yeah. That we thought was dropped forever. Um, and then Keith Lee... So yeah, and I believe they advertised Keith Lee versus Brian Cage for Collision uh, this week. hmm yeah. I just thought that was like, look, two big guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put them together. Keith but Lee on, on a big guy world tour. Hey, if he's he's good at it, let him do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Yes. And I watched that. I just like, I totally spaced. I did not. So I'm good to know. <laughs> All right. <sighs> All right. So after... 
Um, yeah, after Roderick wins, he's, he goes on and on to Renee about how MJF is the devil. Oh my gosh, it's 10 o'clock. My dog needs pills. Um, <laughs> he goes on and on about you know, the devil thing, and Renee's like, uh, I think that if Joe... Because he was calling out Smojo and saying, please believe me, and Renee's like, I think if he believed you would have listened to you by now and Roderick's like he's my best friend by proxy it's fine do you need to go give uh Charlie pills and I can like vamp for a little while no I'll just get her it's not like mission I mean that sounds bad but um I've got some leeway it's just a reminder before I go to bed to give her pills okay <laughs> so my my sad little dog um but yeah after that we get a quick like recap of one of the things that happened on collision last week apparently sky blue turned on abaddon and joined julia hart and then thunder rosa jumped in and made the save to abaddon and so i guess like this has led to a tag team match with sky blue and julia taking on abaddon and thunder rosa in thunder rosa's return to television Yeah, like, she uh, she also showed up on uh, Collision. Okay. Did like a run in. Is she? So she's like going to be. Her injuries are healed, and she's going to be back in the mix now. Is that? I hope so. She's having a match. I just meant like regularly. You never I think know. So. I think that's the plan. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Good for her. Whew. With that, we get to the end. The main event. It is Switchblade Jay White taking on John Moxley in the Continental Classic Gold League match that will define who the finalists are for this side of the board. Um, Jay White needs to win to stay in the mix. John Moxley just literally needs to win or tie. So, um, yeah, John Moxley comes in hot. He tries really hard to just like take Jay out right away, just kind of end this thing. He does not succeed, but you know, they have a pretty good match. And Jay, that sneaky little bitch, he gets the win. He cheats. He keeps trying to throw metal chairs into the ring, and the ref is like, You can't do that. Like, <laughs> stop doing that. And eventually he causes a distraction with that by throwing a metal like a chair in the ring and while the ref is kind of tossing it off to the side he slams moxley's knee which had been worked over that was very good timing yeah it was really uh like really good explanation for why moxley was weakened and uh jay white it took a, a couple tries but he finally got him with the blade runner and so with that he Moxley and Swerve all have 12 points and they will be heading to a three-way match for the semifinals, I guess, next week. So what do you think of that? What do you think of like this tournament built around singles matches ending or not ending, but like but like having a trios match as a or a, a three-way match as a like the semifinal? I think it's weird. Um I mean I guess I don't really have the years of history and context to think it's weird. I'm I'm kind of just like, eh, I can see it because I... I mean, I get it. Like, the math works out. But I just... 
I don't know. I was kind of like, I kind of, I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit. The math works out, but also like, I can, I didn't know if I would believably be okay with Jay White beating Moxley, but he cheated. And I know there's not supposed to be cheating in this tournament, but it wasn't so. I think he's the only one because he like, he, I think he cheated in. um... The first match that he was in, he cheated. Yeah. Like. Was it against Mark Briscoe? Was that he like kicked him in the balls? Yeah. Yeah. So like he's been he's got the track record. So I don't know. I guess I'm okay with the three way because I don't I think I don't think Jay White's gonna win is a thing. So in my head it's kind of equivalent to Moxley and Strickland having a match and one of them coming out. Only it's gonna right, be more fun. That's the thing, right? Is it like is Jay White in there? Because to cause trouble? To no, to do a job, to get to 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 be the one who gets pinned. In which case it's like, okay, then why why couldn't Moxley just win? He goes undefeated, and then Swerve beats him in the rematch. Yeah, that would be compelling too. Like what like why I just like if the idea if if, if the reason you're doing the three way is to protect, you know, Swerve and Moxley both from doing a job, another job. Then, like, you could have just, like, not had Moxley do a job in the first place. So, at the end, he only does one job, and he doesn't go to the finals. But then he and Keith Lee, or he and uh, Swerve, are, are one and one against each other. Mm-hmm. And then, so you have, like, a compelling reason for a rematch down the line. Yeah, that's a good... I don't I, That's how I would have done it. I don't know. Like, I, I guess I guess we'll have to we'll see how it plays out. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I was I was not... I wasn't thrilled. Like, I don't... It's fine, but I just... I I don't know. It's not what I wanted out of this this tournament. Well, there's still the Blue League. And I don't know mathematically if they're going to decide to do something weird like that or not. I mean, currently in the Blue League, we've got Andrade and Brian with nine, Brody, Eddie, and Claudio with six, and then Dana Garcia, who's out of it, with zero. So, I'm assuming that that side will have just a clean one-two semifinal. Where was that? Suit Williams article. He's done like two now of like kind of like breaking down the scenarios. Oh, good, because I just, I don't feel like doing the math on it. Yeah, but where the hell is it? Um... Because I know, I'm not sure of the matches, all of them, but I know Claudio and Danielson are one of the matches. And then, I want to say Andrade, Eddie? And and then uh, Garcia and Brody King. Yeah, is that? Okay, there's his one from last week. He's written two, though, right? I, I feel like I sent you two. So maybe I'll scroll back in our text thread. Yeah, because I think you're, you're correct. I think I got one recently from you. Okay, there's stuff from the movie Thinner. 
Yep, typical text exchange. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so in the Blue League, Andrade with nine, Danison with six. It was nine six. Wait, no, nine nine six 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 zero. Okay. Five people are alive in the Blue League, which is two more than were alive heading into Dynamite this week for the Gold League. So here we go. Here are the scenarios. Andrade advances with a win or a draw over Eddie Kingston. Okay. Brian Danielson advances with a win or a draw over Claudio Castagnoli. Okay. So if both of them win or draw, that's the semifinal. Okay. Now, if Eddie advances, he needs a win over Andrade and for Brody King to either lose or draw against Dana Garcia. Oh, that seems unlikely. Claudio needs a win and Eddie Kingston to lose or draw and Brody King to lose or draw. So Claudio needs a lot of help. Yeah. And then I guess there's Brody King possibly advances as they win and an Andrade loss and a Brian Danielson loss. Oh, sorry, Brody. That does not seem likely. No. So. But. Again, I think he's like a victim of tiebreakers, even even if that does happen. So, yeah. Yeah. So really, there are four people in it. Um, Andrade, Brian, Eddie and Claudio. Just because of the way the tiebreakers work out. Yeah. I think Eddie's winning the, the league, honestly. So. Because of his, like, storyline story investment yeah. and the belts and stuff. Yeah. I think he and Swerve would be a compelling final. And he and Mox would be a compelling final. Yeah. I mean, what is the status of the relationship right now? I don't know. Somebody asked Renee. Um, but yeah, so that's the scenarios heading into collision. Okay. I'm hyped. Me too. I'm glad that the weird three or triple whatever didn't mess you up too much. No, I, you know, it's like, I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater just because one thing happens that I didn't like, you know? Plus, hopefully this is just the first of uh, what is now an annual or what becomes an annual Continental Classic. Yeah, no, for real. Like this is I think I think this kind of tournament suits Tony Khan's booking style um, more than actually more than like single elimination tournaments do, because this is definitely more compelling than any other tournament he's ever booked. Yeah, but the man loves his brackets. He loves his brackets, um, but I I found that I am a bigger fan of a nice table where you add up points. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. We all have our styles. <laughs> mm-hmm. We really do. Okay, well, I think, Megan, that's about it. You can go give Charlie medicine, and I can go to bed so I can wake up and Take care of a human. Yikes. Yeah. But uh, we got to decide what we're doing next week. Because um, 
plan is you're coming to watch the show with us, right? That's the plan. So that would probably mean we're going to do an in-person show. For the for the, the world's end, yes. So if we do that, what do we do about this show next week? Do we still do the show or whatever? Because last time we just like we did the the pavery show was the show that week, but that was also the weird circumstance of Thursday being Thanksgiving, which is not a weird circumstance. That's how it is every year. But literally, yeah, third Thanksgiving yeah. every year. So I I mean, we'll probably we'll probably just do the show anyway. We never take off for the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, we'll figure it out. Anyway, uh, anything else you want to say about uh, the world of all the wrestling? I like it. This tournament <laughs> rules. <laughs> I'm really kind of scared about what it's going to be like post-tournament. <laughs> I mean, I, we'll largely find out tomorrow or next week, right? Because... There's only going to be one tournament match. I guess that's true. What are they going to fill the time with? Is it going to be quality wrestling? Will Tony Khan scream at us? I don't know. For, I think that's for enjoying the tournament. Right? Yeah, I think I thought maybe. Let me see. I thought there was stuff announced for Rampage, but I don't know if no, there, there was is, anything. But not, but not, but nothing else for. Oh, probably Samoa probably, Joe and MJF against the Devil's Henchmen. Oh, right. Yeah, that match that's totally going to happen. <laughs> oh, I did want to ask you about the the kind of the rumored um, Warner Brothers uh, Paramount merger. Just like not really how it pertains to AW, because I don't think we can possibly like figure out what the hell it means for that. Plus, like any merger would like wouldn't be finalized until well after these TV negotiations are in the past. But just in general, what do you think? Because like it would probably mean a merging of Max and Paramount Plus. Oof! When they've already Max has already merged with Dis- Discovery ID or Discovery Plus. My God, it's just merging with everyone. Yeah. Um, but then like Max becomes like I mean I guess like Warner Brothers kind of becomes like the the Star Trek people then. Interesting. Because I assume uh, like it, it would be Max or Warner Brothers being like kind of taking over more so, just because they're the they're a bunch they're a much bigger company than Paramount. Yeah, and you know, what are we gonna get next? I mean, there's HBO, HBO Max. Now it's Max. Can we just pick a freaking name and stick with it? Um, I think that. It's kind of bad because, you know, competition is good <laughs> as far as capitalism works. So in that sense, it's bad. That's what they tell us. Um, <laughs> That's what the free market is supposedly all about. We should just leave everything up to the free market. Mm-hmm. No bailouts. Uh, no. Um, just it's not great when when there is when it's all just like consumed by one thing entity but you know how it's gonna affect me probably not terribly different i currently have paramount plus and hbo max (laughs) so i guess i'll continue to have whatever the the shows yeah whatever whatever they do to merge them 
will keep it together. Although I am curious and I feel like we should have, maybe we'll have to bring it up next time Jenny's on, but from like a deals perspective with AEW, I would think that would have like merging would affect or that would affect merging in the sense of assets and such like, and, and budgeting. Like I think you would need to figure that out if it's mid merge or like, What's on the books? I don't know. I'm talking on my ass. Jenny knows more about this, but I think that's how it would affect AEW. I mean, yes, but also, I mean, I, I'm sure that we could look back and probably find examples of both Discovery and um, TNT and TBS and HBO renewing shows and announcing new shows during the time that they were actively merging. Because what are you going to do? Like not produce content, you know? I mean, I don't know. It's obviously not due to a merge, but they dropped a whole Batgirl movie because of, like, writing it off as an expense. Yeah. No, I mean, that's true. But apparently that movie was really bad, too. But um, I I don't – I still just don't see a reason to be concerned about TBS's, like, the number one show on TBS, you know? Like – that is a pretty good strong stance. Yeah. yeah. The number like every of time I think yes. about every time I start to like get a little worried about like a rating or or you know whatever is happening, it's just like it's the number one show on TBS. Like they're not going to cancel the number one show on their network, you know. They're going to they're going to do what they can to keep that show. That's fair. Yeah. So I guess in that sense, um just the merge doesn't seem like it will affect me. Uh, you were excited because You'll get your movies on your digital purchases on what movies anywhere? Didn't you say that? <laughs> yeah, because Paramount doesn't participate in movies anywhere, but uh, Warner Brothers does. So if Warner Brothers uh, kind of uh, subsumes, is that the right word? Am I using that word correctly? Subsumes. Consumes. Subsumes. Include or absorb in something else? Uh, no, I guess so. If So I guess that would mean if Paramount is subsumed by Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. then I would think that that would mean that those movies all flip to movies anywhere, capable or uh, you know compatible. I mean that would be the silver lining. I can't prove it though because when Disney bought Fox, Fox was already a movies anywhere participant, so it didn't like nothing changed. Oh uh, well, yeah. I would think though you know if if that's the how they. I don't know how rights work. You're right. It's Paramount and Lionsgate. Those are the two big ones that haven't, uh, that aren't part of many movies anywhere. And it pisses me off. (laughs) Well, you're going to have a Plex server full of all the movies you own in a mere, uh, I don't know, months. There's so much space. Uh, He's he's plugging away. Yeah. Let's see if he added anything in the last, uh, last two hours since we've been talking. Oh, only an hour and a half. Wow. We're losing uh, yes. it. He, he added the fourth, uh, the uh, the fourth Final Destination film called The Final Destination. Okay. Fantastic. So uh, <laughs> that Plex server, the lineup, the library is quite eclectic. That is, I I take that as a <laughs> I just the choices he's making. He's not going alphabetical. It, I, it think doesn't appear. I think he's going. I think he's going in the order that they are in the binder. 
And how did you order them in the binder? Um, I just yanked them out of cases and slid them into slots. Sometimes they were in like franchise orders. Sometimes obviously not. Like, wow. Yeah, okay. I've never been great at like having my movies organized just because there's so many of them. Yeah, that really drives me nuts. I would, I just would want some semblance of like reason behind how they're ordered. But okay, so he's just going through the binder, picking one after the other, and your weird ordering is how they're showing up. And uh, yeah. Yes, but Megan, you know what the beautiful thing about Plex is? Among many beautiful things. And it sounds like you're, you are familiar with Plex to some extent. I am. You just sort alphabetically. You can sort it by any way you want. Like, I, I like to sort uh, my movie collections. This is how I sort of movies anywhere uh, by release date. Oh, I don't know enough about release dates to find movies I want to find if they're not alphabetical. You know how you fix that? By sorting them by release date, and then you learn when they came out. I refuse. Okay. Um, last thing, I am uh, opening the last two days of my advent calendar. The last two days, cheater. Well, no, 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 not like the 23rd and 24th, the 20th and 21st. I, I was behind today. Oh, okay, okay, that's allowed. And uh, a couple more duplicates. Are they the same ones or two days? No, they're like ones that I've already had. Um, I think this might be my third gingerbread flash. I am so curious about like whether they – like what is the subset of little Funkos that they're working with? And did you just like – did you just get a poorly put together one or do they really only have like, have you gotten one of each? And so they're like, but we have to fill it out with the rest, like duplicates. Like I want to know how they mix them up. There are so fucking many DC characters. Yes. Like without even like going like deep. Okay. Like there's, there, there have only been two Batman villains in this. Yeah. Well, actually, there's only been two villains, period. There's the, We don't have a Lex Luthor. There's no Doomsday, no Bane, no Riddler, no Mr. Freeze. Come on, I can do this all day. No Catwoman. That is very disappointing. They could have filled out this calendar much better. Absolutely, I mean, they could have. The Joker and the Penguin that you got are brilliant. The the Yeah, the, my two uh, little uh, snowman penguins uh, are very cute, but I only needed one, really. Um <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I don't know, Megan. It's disappointment. How's your How's your uh, brew dog going? My brew dog advent calendar is going great. No dupes thus far. Um, I mean, I'm happy for you, but you know, I'm bragging. Now, um, <laughs> I really enjoy it, and obviously, thank you for you know gifting it to me. But yeah, it's been great, and though I've hit a point. Though, where now I got, like, a a stout, which I'm a little worried about, because those are real mm. dark, you know? Um, Couldn't be me. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the first one where I'm like, uh-oh, this might, I might not actually like this one, we'll see. Uh, but other than that, thus far, I think it's going really well. Got a lot of IPAs. Is Brewdog known for their IPAs? Because it seems like they have so many IPAs. Yes, they're pretty IPA heavy. Okay, that explains it. Yeah, a lot of IPAs. Um, got a stout. A little worried about it. 
that um, there is also a what's it? I forget. It was some goes goze go. I don't know how to say the word. G O S E. Yeah, I think it's goze. Goze. Yeah. Um, I want to say it's a. Uh, oof. Not p- pina colada, maybe. Or something similar, where it's like a, a a summer alcohol, like a summer liquor drink, go say, and I'm a little worried about that one too. But I haven't tried it, so these are these are the first things I've met where I'm like, I don't know, guys, I don't know about that. But their IPAs are great. Is it a sour? Um, go are I I don't think they're technically sours, but they are. They tend to be sour, at least the ones I've had. So. Okay. We're gonna try it. I just I wasn't I thought about cracking one open tonight and I'm like, ooh, I've hit the the stumbling point of very experimental ones. <laughs> I was not sure if I would like them. So I did not bring them on the pod. Okay. Well yeah. You know, you don't wanna be like gross that this present you guys got me. <laughs> it's true. Plus yeah. stouts are just very heavy, like if even if I do like it, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a heavy. It's like drinking bread. Right. Yeah. Um. I I think I've probably like tasted a stout before. I certainly have never finished a stout before. So. Yeah, they're really dark and just like very filling, and it's it's a lot. I was not I was not prepared on a Thursday night at like eight thirty to crack and do a stout. <laughs> I don't blame you. My uh, I had two dads tonight, and that was uh, that was about my limit, but uh, very good. I love the plaid can. Are, what are they again? Are they the IPAs? Um, let's see. Uh, hoppy holiday ale. Okay. Okay. It is definitely hoppy. Oh, hey, I did. Uh, I wanted to ask you. Sure. As we continue to extend this. Um. I saw you got the you got that alien box out today. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was that a, so? It was both surprising and exciting when it arrived. It was. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I did purchase this. You didn't have any of those movies, though, did you? No, and they all came with digital copies. So now I have all of them, physically and digitally. So I'm very did happy redeem, about that. Did you redeem the codes already? Uh, no, but I have them here because okay. I just opened it today and. Yes, it took three different printout cards because they have <laughs> two, two movies each. each. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, you will have. I, I have. I still. There's. I don't have. Because um, wait, is so is Prometheus in that? Uh, yes, and Alien Covenant. Okay, so I don't have Alien Resurrection digitally. That's the one. That's the only one I. Um, I don't have, so you'll be one up on me. Well, damn. And these are all the movies, right? Like this was. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Like Covenant yeah. was the last one that came out, right? That's true. Yeah. Man, I could do an Alien rewatch. Those movies are great. I love them. Too bad, your wife and my sister, who we all always watch movies with, have zero interest in an Alien movie. <laughs> Were you aware that it's your pick this weekend? No. <laughs> See, you're like one of those uh, 
You're like one of those people that hate the Continental Classic because they can't count to three. <laughs> I can count to three. You just can't keep the order of three in your head. It's. I just don't care to remember. You always tell me when it's my turn to pick a movie, so why do I need to remember? But I can okay. count to three and do the math across the rows. Continental well, Classic people have no excuse. You have about 46 hours to figure out what you want to watch. Son of a bitch. Yeah. I will never. <laughs> you'll, you'll figure something out. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Well, hey, everybody, uh, it will be um, it'll be after all the holidays, or most of the holidays, uh, next time we talk to you. So, um, uh, happy everything. I don't know. What are all the... What, what, uh, what we got, like, uh, we got Hanukkah this month. Christmas, Hanukkah. Christmas. Yeah, uh, stuff, right? Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. We are so stereotypically like uh, Christian white people, not practicing, at least not me, but I don't know what other events are occurring in the month of December. I have no issue saying happy holidays. I just don't know what it encompasses. All of them. Oh, um, happy Yule to any Wiccans and Neo Pagans out there. Oh, it is the solstice today. Yeah, and Kwanzaa, so Kwanzaa is not until, it's, it, it runs from December 26th to January 1st. Um, let's see, what else we got? We got Zarathos Diso, uh, founded by the prophet Zoro, Zoroaster more than 3,000 years ago. Great. Uh, this this holiday honors the death of their prophet, um, so oh. that's awesome. Okay. I wonder how many people are celebrating that. Um Let's see. So we got Yule, like I said. We got Christmas. We got Hanukkah. Um, I thought Hanukkah. Am I reading an old? This is from last year. I think Hanukkah's already over this year. Yeah, Hanukkah happened. Uh, I thought it happened earlier than, or seemed earlier than usual. Yes. Yes. But anyway. Um, oh, and uh, Happy Bodhi Day to any Buddhists out there. We missed that one back on December eighth, but uh, you know. There's a lot of there's a lot of fine religious holidays that take place uh, here in the month of December. So hope you enjoyed them, whatever you celebrate, or maybe you don't celebrate anything at all, and that's fine too. Celebrate yeah. the grappling arts with us here <laughs> on the Elite Beat. E Elite Beat E E Elite Beat.